Good morning and welcome to Simply Space. It's Wednesday, February 21st. On today's show, a company may have a solution to space junk by catching it, and a satellite is due to fall to Earth after nearly 30 years in space. Plus, according to Bloomberg, the U.S. warns allies that Russia may deploy a nuclear anti-satellite weapon into space this year. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Space. We start off with an exciting development in the quest to clean up space junk. Astroscale Japan is making strides in this area with their first test of a potential solution currently underway as a crucial spacecraft reached orbit earlier this week. Here to discuss this further is Abby, a correspondent for Simply Space. Can you tell us more about this space junk solution and the ongoing test? Certainly, David. The spacecraft in question is called ADRAS-J. It's a small satellite that will attempt to capture a defunct upper stage of a Japanese HI-2A rocket, which has been orbiting Earth since 2009. The maneuvers required to get ADRAS-J close enough to the space debris aren't new. In fact, spacecraft traveling to the International Space Station perform similar maneuvers. However, the challenge lies in the fact that the defunct rocket stage is traveling at 5 miles per second around Earth and is also spinning making it difficult for Address J to latch onto it. So what's the ultimate goal of this mission? The goal is to use satellites like Address J to clean up the ongoing space junk that clutters our planet's orbit. This debris often forces the International Space Station and other satellites to take drastic measures to avoid collisions. However, it's important to note that Address J is unlikely to be the final solution. Other companies are also working on plans, and there's a push for satellites to be equipped with systems that can bring down their debris in controlled descents, reducing the need for after-launch cleanup. What are the next steps for Astroscale Japan and Address-J? The immediate task for Address-J is to catch up to the space junk it's trying to grab. It will be interesting to see how Address-J manages to close the distance between it and the upper stage of the rocket it's intended to catch. There's an embedded video that provides a look at how it plans to make the catch. Thanks for the insights, Abby. Speaking of space developments, let's shift our focus to a European satellite, ERS-2, which is expected to fall back to Earth this Wednesday after nearly 30 years in space. The satellite, launched in 1995, is predicted to make landfall near the eastern coast of Africa. Here with us to discuss this is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Space. Can you tell us more about the ERS-2 satellite and its mission? Certainly, David. The ERS-2 satellite was launched following its sister satellite, ERS-1, which had been launched four years earlier. At their time of launch, these two were the most sophisticated Earth observation satellites ever developed. The ERS-2 was retired in 2011, and the process of deorbiting began. Over the past 13 years, the satellite has been experiencing orbital decay, mainly driven by solar activity, and is now set to re-enter Earth's atmosphere. What can we expect to happen when the satellite re-enters Earth's atmosphere? The satellite will break up into pieces during re-entry, with the majority of it expected to burn up, according to the European Space Agency. Any pieces that survive will be spread out over a ground track, on average hundreds of kilometers long and a few tens of kilometers wide 
Therefore, the associated risks are deemed very low. And where is the satellite expected to land? The ESA is still monitoring its landfall, which is predicted to occur somewhere over the east coast of Central Africa. The exact time of re-entry is predicted to be around 15.32 GMT, but this could be out by roughly four and a half hours before or after that time due to the influence of unpredictable solar activity. What kind of data has the ERS-2 collected during its time in space? Throughout its 16-year working life, the ERS-2 returned a wealth of information that revolutionized our perspective of Earth and understanding of climate change. It collected data on Earth's diminishing polar ice, changing land surfaces, rising sea levels, warming oceans, and atmospheric chemistry. In addition, the ERS-2 was called upon to monitor natural disasters, such as severe floods and earthquakes, in remote parts of the world. Celeste, thank you for that significant contribution to our understanding of our planet. Now, shifting gears to a more terrestrial concern, the U.S. has reportedly warned its allies that Russia could deploy a nuclear anti-satellite weapon or a mock warhead into space as early as this year. This follows the U.S. House Intelligence Committee's warning of a serious but unspecified security threat from Russia. Here to delve into this issue is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Space. Can you tell us more about this purported space-based capability that Russia is developing? Certainly, David. According to unnamed sources, Russia is said to be developing a capability to disable satellites using a nuclear weapon. If true, this would be a direct violation of an arms treaty that all nuclear-armed states, including Russia, are party to. The Kremlin, however, has refuted these warnings, labeling them as malicious fabrications. What has been the U.S. response to these developments? U.S. President Joe Biden has acknowledged that Moscow is indeed developing an anti-satellite space weapon. However, he added that it doesn't endanger people on Earth, and there has not yet been a decision to launch the weapon into space. The current U.S. assessment is that Russia doesn't plan to detonate any orbital weapon, but there is a risk of an accident if a nuclear weapon is deployed into space. What could be the potential impact of a nuclear explosion in space? A nuclear explosion in space could have far-reaching effects. It could potentially affect about a third of satellites and damage communication systems on Earth. This is why the U.S. and its allies are trying to dissuade Russia from deploying the capability. And how are they trying to dissuade Russia? The U.S. and its allies are reportedly trying to exert influence on Russia through China and India, which are believed to have more sway over the Kremlin. This is part of the international efforts to prevent the escalation of the situation. What about the threats from Russia's Security Council Deputy Chairman, Dmitry Medvedev? Dmitry Medvedev has indeed threatened to use nuclear weapons against the U.S., the U.K., Germany, and Ukraine if Moscow loses all occupied Ukrainian territories. However, critics argue that such statements are more of a bluff intended to scare the West into making concessions rather than Russia's genuine plans. Thanks for the insights, Michael. From one space story to another, Astronomers have reportedly discovered an object in deep space that bears a striking resemblance to a cosmic sandwich. The star, nicknamed Dracula's Chivito, appears to have fangs and is surrounded by a protoplanetary disk, giving it a sandwich-like appearance from Earth's perspective. Here to delve deeper into this discovery is Bella, a correspondent for Simply Space. So Bella, 
Can you tell us more about this star and why it's been named after a sandwich? Certainly, David. The star is named after Uruguay's national dish, the Chivito sandwich, due to its unique appearance. The star is still in its early stages of development and is surrounded by a protoplanetary disk that contains high quantities of gas and dust. This disk, combined with the star's orientation as viewed from Earth, gives it a sandwich-like appearance. And what about these fangs that the star supposedly has? The fangs are actually remnants of the star's envelope that formed during its early years. They're now fading, but their presence is a clear indication that the star is still quite young. How does Dracula's Chivito compare to our own sun in terms of size and temperature? Dracula's Chivito is estimated to have 2.5 solar masses, which means it's 2.5 times the mass of our sun. It also has a higher temperature, approximately 8,000 Kelvin, compared to our sun's 5,788 Kelvin. The researchers have described Dracula's Chivito as the largest edge-on protoplanetary disk discovered to date, with a size of 1,650 astronomical units, or AU. To give you some perspective, one AU is the distance between Earth and the Sun. That's quite impressive. And what's the significance of this discovery? This discovery is significant as it provides astronomers with a unique opportunity to study a star in its early stages of development. The protoplanetary disk surrounding Dracula's Chivito is estimated to be about 0.2 solar masses, which could potentially provide insights into the formation of planets and other celestial bodies. Fascinating indeed. Thanks for the insights, Bella. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Space. We'll see you back here tomorrow.